And we're back in live. I'm Jimmy Krupka. This is Ski Racing This Week, Ski Racing Media's official podcast. Let's do it. Hello? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat. So I had this nicely planned out podcast for you all. And then last night, Wednesday night, I was about to record as I always do. And the NBA's season got suspended. And I just had this feeling that everything was about to explode. So I waited until tonight, Thursday night, to record. And my journalistic instincts were correct because everything went to madness. Um, this may be the biggest story in my journalistic career from now until the end of it. The headline, Ski Racing is Cancelled. That's that's a lowercase, that's lowercase, by the way, because, you know, ski with a capital S, racing with a capital R, this week is full steam ahead. We don't stop. We bring you all the coverage. So, a warm welcome to uh, my loyal listeners and a warm welcome to my newcomers. First things first, I want to say I know I'm a bit silly on this podcast, and I think it's important to not take yourself too seriously sometimes, and I think the world needs more humor, but I need to acknowledge the seriousness of the coronavirus situation because people are dying, and I send my thoughts and prayers out into uh, the world for those people and families affected, and I would like to help in what way I can, which is just giving you the facts. So the virus is passed from breath and sneezes and coughs and the droplets from those that may end up on hands or or wherever. So avoid, you know, being too close to people and wash your hands with soap regularly. That does help. So does hand sanitizer, if you can get your hands on some, um, which, and it can be effective. Don't touch your face. Um, Don't pick your nose. The boogers can wait. Another thing uh, people wonder about masks. Mask is not a perfect protection, but it does help significantly. Uh, Avoiding large crowds, obviously, is an important one. And also, if you traveled from a country with a level three threat or you know someone who has, uh, definitely consider a 14-day self-quarantine at home. That is the responsible thing to do. Um, And that is what every U.S. ski and snowboard athlete returning from Europe will be undergoing. So I have this whole list organized of what has been canceled in the past 24 hours because it's been pure insanity starting last night world juniors was canceled and they still had the men's gs women's and men's slalom and the parallel event um all canceled and i think it was because there was an explosion of cases in norway they didn't have any really the day before and then the numbers came out the next day and the threat was high um, Ore World Cups were canceled in Sweden, uh, which was a GS, a slalom, and a parallel slalom. Michaela Schifrin actually made it over there, 
simply to get back in the start gate. And she's got a great post on social media explaining that and explaining kind of how simply getting over to Sweden was a big step for her. Um, so w- with those being canceled, Brinone clinched, Frederica Brinone clinched the overall title and the GS Globe, which is kudos to her. I mean, she skied an awesome season. Uh, if you listen to the podcast with Doug, we go into a lot of depth with her. Um, Petra Vlova took the Slalom Globe and the Parallel Globe. Well, I'm surprised the Parallel Globe is even a globe. It's, I think it's only two races, but it is. And another kudos to her because she skied awesome this season and she beat Michaela straight up a couple times. Okay, so the thing that really opened the floodgates last night was the NBA suspending its season. I actually got to watch the last game they had for the foreseeable future. It's crazy. It's never happened before. And it led to the NHL suspending games, um, soccer games being suspended. I think the MLB is going to suspend games. So uh, totally, totally a new experience. No sports whatsoever are happening right now. The Ivy League canceled all its games. The NCAA canceled all games, all competitions starting right now. And then I went to bed and knowing, you know, that more was going to get canceled. I my dreams of the word canceled. I woke up in the morning, Kronskagora World Cups are canceled, a GS and a slalom, which means Alexander Kilde clinches the overall title. Unfortunately for Alexei Pantaro, who was only 52 points back and perhaps could have made it up in those two races in Kronska. Henrik, I would say, lucked out. He ended up with the GS and the slalom title. A measly six points over Pontero in the GS and a minuscule two points in slalom over Clément Noel. So th- that was another stunning finish to the season. Climactic, anticlimactic, I don't even know what to call it. Norm finals got canceled. We're still going down this list of cancellations. So the top two North Americans in each standing get their own World Cup spot in that event for the following season. So all of those are being assigned now. Um, I can't go through them all, but Keely Cashman and Bridger Guile won the women's and men's overall titles respectively. Keely and Bridger are people to look out for for the future because they both crushed it this season. Big point totals. They're only 20 or 21, born in 1999. Um, and Keeley actually won a uh, bronze medal in uh, at World Juniors this year. So uh, congrats to her. Still on the list, NCAAs canceled after the first two days of, of competition. So the GS got off and a Nordic race got off. And I'll call Storm Klumhouse to talk all about that. She won the GS the other day. Uh, We're still going down the list. U.S. Ski and Snowboard and Alpine Canada sanctioned events starting Monday are all canceled. That means fist races, USSA races, whatever. Uh, Free ski competitions. Now, the last one is most colleges are off campus for the spring, which is another uh, uh, crazy, you know, almost unprecedented uh, measure. So that's the whole list of things that are canceled more will happen and i i fully support the decisions it's it's all in the uh interest of everybody's health but you know it was it, it was a crazy insane end to the season because there were people like henrik who lucked out 
and uh, didn't have to fight for GS or Slalom title at the end. And there's people like Pontero who uh, had unfinished business. And everybody I know wanted to race. So with all that said, um, moving on in the show, I have another bullet point to hit before we really get started. Um, My producer, my sound mixer, and my microphone guys are all new on the job. They're learning. Um, So give them a break. We're trying to uh, improve every show, give you the best sound quality we can. If I didn't mention it, I'd do all of that. I don't have any producers or sound mixers or any of that. It's me. So YouTube, baby. I'm learning. I've got a great show for you today. As I mentioned, I call Denver University's own Storm Clomehouse, who's a recent NCAA champ, to get the lowdown on everything. I get to talk to the Darren Rouse, World Cup winner and X Games gold medalist, to Doc Cavetfio and share some great stories. Edward Hale gives us the week's forecast, and Helmut wraps it up with a call from Austria. All that and more coming up, but without further ado, Storm Clomehouse. Hey, Storm. Did you just hear that NCLA has got canceled? I did. I just heard that. Oh, yeah. my God. How are you doing? Fine, other than I didn't really get the chance to comprehend that yesterday was my last college race. So. Oh, that's crazy. Last college race ever. I mean, yeah, I think, like, competing for DU, I think. Uh, yeah. I don't know, though. It's kind of making me want to think weird right now. Yeah, and are, are classes going this, this spring for you guys? Um, they are going, they'll be online until April 10th, uh-huh. and then they're going to reevaluate, but kind of sounds like they might be put online for the spring. Wow. Yeah. Well, hey, congrats on the win uh, yesterday. Thank you. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's the only NCAA race I've ever done, so kind of nuts to do that well in it. Yeah, that's you didn't you didn't go last year. Wait, were you hurt last year? Yeah, I've been hurt the last two years, and I didn't oh. go as my freshman, so I've never uh-huh. been. And you just stepped up and won it. That's sweet. Um, <laughs> how was the? What was this? The course like? I I saw a couple clips. It seemed like windy and soft. Yeah, it was super windy for the first run, and um, pretty soft. So, and men and women were on the same course, so it got very bumpy um, for the second run. Uh-huh. And especially the women ran after the men, uh, so that was very different and quite a bit bumpier than what oh, we're used because they to. usually run the, the 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 women first. Yes. Yeah. Huh. Um. And so, what's happening now? What What do you are you guys all headed home right now, or? Yeah, we're gonna pack up the van like as soon as possible, and we're almost gonna drive today. But then everyone voted to drive tomorrow, so we'll be home tomorrow at five. But then I don't really, I don't really know what we're gonna do because all the gyms on campus are closed. Doesn't huh. like sounds like kind of the resorts are maybe possibly shutting down soon. Is that what you've heard? Like, the ski resorts might shut down? Yeah, I think uh, 
most or a lot of the resorts in Europe are starting to shut down. So wow. Coach said it's likely that the U.S. will follow. So, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do. And now school's all online, so oh I, have, I have no idea what what we're going to do in the next couple months. Um, Pretty wild. Wow, that's crazy. Um, I know. Well, was it so? Who won NCAA's then? They don't know if they're gonna crown anyone because you know we're stopping it halfway through. Yeah. Um, but Utah would have like technically if they do it based on points. Uh huh. And so, um, did the Nordic races get off today then? They did, and Utah. Uh, so we were winning yesterday. Denver was winning yesterday, and Utah took the lead today after the Nordic race. So if they, huh. you know, call it like right halfway and decide to count the races, then um, Utah will win. We'll get second. Wow. That's, in- that's oh, that's a lot to take in, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, well, pretty, pretty crazy. Pretty, pretty crazy last hour. Yeah, I know. The, the day started off, like, what, the NBA got canceled and then everything has been falling like dominoes ever since. No, it's I know. Crazy. Well, even just in the ski world, like this yeah. morning, you know, like, or Pano, Norm Finals Norm got cancelled. And that meant that oh. all of the like World Cup spots were given out. Yep. Did did you get one? I won the ANC, but I don't know if they give out a World Cup spot for that. Do you know? I have to check in on that, but I think they do. Yeah, I I've heard um Well congrats on the on the um combined title. Well thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I've never had a Norm title ever, so that's cool. You know, people, people say it's not a real event, but I'll, I'm gonna take it. Take it, yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter. Wow. <laughs> all right. Well, um, say hi to um all the college racers and congrats on the win and uh, stay healthy. Will do. Thank you, Jimmy. You stay healthy too. Okay, I know it sounded like a very casual phone conversation but storm did know she was being recorded and before we get to darren rawls i want to remind you about sync performance which exists to help the hardest working highest performing and most technically proficient skiers on the planet reach their goals and it is a brand designed for and developed by athletes but it also serves anybody who's looking for you know, high-quality materials and high-performing apparel, backpacks, jackets, pants, everything you need to shred the mountain. So celebrate the ski racing journey. With Sync, use the code SRPODCAST20 and take 20% off your next purchase. Head to SyncPerformance.com. Do it right now. Pause the podcast. I don't care, but come back. Now, I'm very excited for this one. Darren Ralves called into the show to talk about the Kvet Field downhill, which turned out to be the last World Cup race of the season. And he has plenty of credibility. He was a dominant World Cup racer in downhill, Super G, and GS from the 2000s. And he's also a ski cross champion. So, without further ado, Darren Ralves. Well, thanks for taking my call. It's it's huge for me and the podcast. Um, 
And you said you got a chance to watch the Cavette Field downhill, right? I did, yeah. Yep. Sweet. Um, so just so you know, we're recording now. Uh, okay, Jimmy. First off, Ganong had was fifth, which is, I think, best result of the season for him in downhill. Um, what did you see from him? Um, you know, uh, there's some good things, and obviously, I mean, fifth and, and close, I think he was like 1,800s at the podium. Uh, you know, that guy is so smooth in, in, um, in certain sections, and and uh, his line at the bottom is really good. Mm-hmm. He didn't get pushed too far right off the last, like, pitch. Um, if you go, like, you could see on the blue line, like, all the guys were getting pushed wide. They come back a little more, and he was able to stay kind of tucked in a little more to the left and just let, really let it run, and he had a... I think the fastest speed. I think he won the bottom split. Oh, he's yeah. always good at the bottom, you know. But you know, I just, oh man, the top part was. Uh, he yeah. lost like a. He lost like three tenths of the first split. Yeah, you know, you could see it. He goes in, into that uh, first right footer and a little back seat inside, and he loses some ground. His skis kind of like push away from him, and he gets sucked down low, and he's got to really hook back up. Yeah. And the next turn, I mean, the next turn you're going to throw the snow. It's just such a quick, like, transition to come back. And everybody's kind of throwing some snow there. But it was just, uh, I mean, three tens is not much, but it is, you know, when it comes down to oh, yeah. like how far he was up the podium. Yeah. Um, not by much. But that's, uh, you know, if he had, a like, a cleaner run, like, geez, uh, Matias Meyer just lit that up and Yanka, too. On um, that top section? Right, yeah. On yeah. The first right forward, they're tight, and they're just right in the uh, sweet spot on the ski, and and just um, really connected with well with the snow and just super clean. Yeah. And if you stay high like that, you can just let it kind of go a little more where Travis is. I had to, you know, push hard on the bottom of the turn to come back up, run some longer line, and just not use that fall line, the gravity as much. And then, you know, um, below that, like, I mean, really good air off Rusi jump and then and those hop, and then the whole middle section is killer. And then uh, it almost looks like a little, I don't know, like he's got maybe too much, like, too aggressive like setup like a little too much edge because yeah. he's the ski hooks up really quick and he's got let off and it's like a little waver but i mean it's just details man he's it's yeah. just in those little details the minor stuff that adds up and yeah um he did some really great things and just had a few little kind of like mistakes and yeah this you know, that, that course is so fun to ski and, and it looks see, awesome to ski. good flow for sure yeah it looks so fun to ski and that's where you had your first uh world cup win right you went back to back in two downhills there yeah that was that was a pretty special trip for sure um before that though um in 95 i just made a team in 93 94 was that like um, the d team back then yeah uh-huh. made the development team and i was on the c team and then um so 93 94 was my first season and by 95 i was on the a team because mm-hmm. of Cavitfield. i uh I had some like good Norham results, and then I was flown right over just for the Super G in, in Norway, and um, wow. I ended up getting fourth. And really? I was like, just uh, yeah, I was sick. I was every time I go down, like, when I go down, I buck my boots. My head was throbbing. My ears would plug up. I was like, wow, this is not a good, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, physical way to be coming into this race. But I, re- I pretty much just had the mindset, you know, no expectations. Yeah, and that's that's the best way to ski. I try and name my line. I think it was actually a good thing for me because I didn't have any pressure. Really, it's like, yeah, oh, man, sick. This really sucks. And then I got in the start. Two guys in front of me, Kyle Rasmussen, went down. Uh, one of our top guys on the team, and the radio just blew up. And they're trying to muffle it, you know, and shut it down so uh-huh. it doesn't distract me. I'm like, turn that up. 
that's firing me up right now. <laughs> yeah, he did really wow. good. Wow, that's the opposite of what third, I would do. You know, I was fourth, and then I was ahead of my my idol, Günther Mader uh-huh. from Austria. Like, one guy I looked at in high school for, you know, all this like a bunch on you know TV like videos, and yeah, he was end up being fifth. I was like, no way. I just kind of I didn't arrive at that point, but I was like, man, I could be, you know, I can go toe to toe with these guys now. That's sweet. It's so. It just goes to show, like, if there's any kids listening, like, it doesn't really matter how you're feeling that day. You can just send it with no expectations, and and uh, it it turns out well. So how you were like yeah. what twenty, then? Um, how I old were you? Twenty. Yeah, I was twenty. No, I was uh, twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay, same yeah. age I am now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got it, man. It's inside of you. It's just. You know, it's, um, I just, I kind of looked at this hill, I was like, man, this looks fun. You know, I was like, yeah. this is such a sick hill, and there's so much terrain, and the snow is really good over there. It's kind of like close to Beaver Creek, mm-hmm. um, smooth, and just like really compact. And, um, you know, it's just, when you go back, to, when you go to a place and you feel good, good things happen. And I just had that kind of reoccurring thing through my whole, or that reoccurring feeling through my whole career. Uh, where there was like five special races, really okay. six special races that I always seem to perform well because I loved them. Yeah, just felt good there. That's cool. Yeah, it, it, and that's I mean I I actually just won my first uh, Noram Super G at Whiteface, and it was the same thing. I I've had good memories there, and I looked at the course and I was just like, man, this looks fun. Like I can't wait to ski this. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Congratulations, so by the way. That's Thanks. awesome. I mean, it's it doesn't matter what you win either. I mean, you win, a win is like... A win is a it win. It feels so good, right? Yeah. No matter what level. Yeah. And that's what it did for me. Like, I, uh, I won a Noriam, and I went over, then I got pretty much called in for, to the big leagues, World yeah. Cup, and... Put me in, coach. Jam from yeah. Colorado right <laughs> to, to Norway, and, and um, yeah, it just, like, it just happened, so... Yeah. Had some just, like, six to tenth places in Super G. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like it's just you know every year kind of floating around that kind of zone and it could never break through. And then I uh, went back to Norway and I had a good good week in Tahoe just powder skiing and having fun with oh. Mackenzie and Mosley and nice. And um, I was just like I'm taking this same fun feeling this vibe I got. Yeah. And now I'm just looking for speed and hit my marks and and trying to like every turn I wanted to feel power and acceleration coming out of it. Yeah. Just I felt like. I was so rock solid, and it was um, it was probably the you know the best feeling um, to just ski like that. You know, when you oh, have so yeah. much confidence and you just you're flowing. And so I win that first day. And I was just blown away. Like even in Norway, I mean, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, as far as like fans and all that stuff in media, like it is in Switzerland and Austria. But I was just interviews for like hours and TV Damn. stuff. I was just yeah. like. I remember like getting a shower in about like four hours later and just like, oh, you know, I got to relax a little bit. You got to race again tomorrow. Yeah, that's and a tough turnaround. Stuff, you know? And then my buddy Zach Christ, you know, I were on the team together for a long time. He just retired like two years before that. And he was the first guy I called, you know, just personal call. Yeah. And he, he was just like, man, that was so, I'm so fired up for you. And, and he's like, well, everything else is icing on a cake. You always, you know, you did it. You won your you know, World Cup. You're the best in the world, and dude, go out there tomorrow and just you know nail it. Do the same thing. And I went out the next day, and that was probably my closest to a perfect run I've ever had. 
Really? That run right, right there. The second race, yeah. Yeah. Just, in 2000. Everything felt so good. Just so yeah. much flow. And, I mean, that course, like that course really flows. It's got those, like, those pitches you basically, like, straight line down and then big turn at the bottom. And um, it looks super fun to, to ski. Has it changed at all since you skied it? A little bit. I mean, like you said, there's big linking turns. And then it's just, you know, what I love about um, downhill is just, like, you ski the mountain. Yeah. Right? You're not like just skiing um, down a pitch and you're running the mountain. But, um, you know, it's really similar on the top. You know, Rusi Air was a lot, like, it was just, you go right to the edge, you know, to the knuckle and just drop. And it was pretty big air. And I saw um, this year they put, like, a little bump, you know, like 40, 50 feet back from the, the actual, like, rollover. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. So it's yeah, not so as. They weren't, like, flying, like, yeah. straight up the thing going really high. It was a nice, like, easy air. But. I think the jumps, like, that's the biggest thing. The jumps are smaller. Yeah. But what they've done really well is, you know, there's so many kind of, like, small features and terrain to get these guys to really, like, be active. It looks so fun to ski. i actually rather ski the race hill now. Because of all the the different little yeah. technical bumps. And, and what I had, because there's, huh. there's actually more terrain that they that Hans Trinkles put into the in these this run, you know, in Norway especially. Mm-hmm. And it looked awesome. Like a lot of like kind of right footers where you're like doing little airs. Um, and you have to be really kind of center your ski balance and just drive all this stuff. And yeah, I try and tell, like, especially my kids are U14s first years and I'm around that kind of scene. It's a lot of kids. And oh, yeah. We got some good skiers out here in Tahoe, but you know, like, train eats, eats them up at that age. It's something no. Like, you got to like project yourself forward. You can't just. It's not a press. It's not put, like pushing down. Yeah. It's like moving. You know, you always want to think about like moving the next turn. That's like the biggest thing that that helped me go fast and I'll, and really ski uh, terrain well. Was was just like projecting yourself down the hill. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to ski like through your feet. You know, you want to yeah. ski like trying to get into the next like section, next turn, or. Yeah. I was like, one of my best runs was just more like just looking for it. And that means like I was trying to like stick my face into it and just go like get yeah. in that next like section. And, and um, especially with jumps, I think if you think of if just do that mindset of like flying through the air forward and kind of trying to get to your landing, it's better than just kind of making a move down. Yeah, you can't just make a move to make a move. It's got to be a purposeful, yeah. So, that, I mean, that goes out to anybody who skis, really. I mean... Yeah, it just, and you kind of match more the the hill, you know. It's, yeah. You're trying to ski the hill first and the train and then kind of the gate second, really. Yeah. And I, I mean, they force you to go around certain, you know, like, uh, or start, take a certain line because of the gates, but you need to try and pick apart the hill, and especially downhill. There's just so much distance that you can, you can over-ski it or go really direct and... Yeah. Either it works out at pace, so it's it's kind of a fine line. There's a, a pretty cool experiment that just somebody sent me, and um, it's like the, the next version of what I I was like into reading books about like um, just momentum, like on the kinesiology side, but more kind uh-huh. of just uh, just looking at experiments of like you know the acceleration, speed, and stuff. And there's specifically like, in skiing, or well, just like in you know. In- like, whatever like yeah this actually, there's a lab um like you know, a lab test or like a you know, example where 
there's a straight line, like there's two balls in the same place, right? At the uh-huh. same start, and there's a straight line, like point A, point B, so it's at an angle, like a 45 degree angle. And there's another one that kind of like drops down sooner, like more vertical, and has a little longer line, like a, a ski turn would. Uh-huh. And the ball that had like the the swoopy turn as opposed to the straight, like 45 degree angle line, um, was faster. It, it beat that ball, you know? So really? it's like, you could generate speed by going down, but you just can't go down too far. But, but it's, basically, it's, like, like you... that kind of stuff is just, yeah. you know, something they do in the, in the lab, you know, or just, um, with that kind of example it just like stuck with me so I kind of really looked at the hill in a way where what can't generate more speed yeah and to me in downhill like I, I couldn't compete with the big guys in the gliding I worked a lot on that I was on a test track more than any other athlete because like, uh, that was just like what you what your weakness in downhill that was you need, yeah and I was yeah. trying to prove that but my strength was aerodynamics and just skiing clean and really looking um like taking a chance on lines, you know, and, yeah. and really picking apart. Yeah. Uh, so my, uh, I'm guessing that it's not as easy as people say it is to just jump into ski cross. Like, how much training did you have to do to get good at it? Uh, like, well, the first year I jumped into it, and I was putting on the fastest qualifying times. I just would crash in every final. <laughs> okay. My my start was like weak, uh-huh. and I get you know with the top guys. I knew I was faster than them or right there with them, but, mm-hmm. um, terrain, I've always like loved, you know, skiing a lot of terrain and hitting jumps. And so that wasn't a big deal really. Um, the stuff, some, it was a little learning curve on the big kind of like park jump style, like to come up at you instead of like a normal Alpine skiing, just like, jump yeah, that just drops away from you. Yeah. The kickers. Yeah. Um, the next year I worked on that stuff, you know, like quicker start more just looking at technique and, in, in training, you know, to be like strong in the core and the arms, and in the next following year, I won X Games, and and um, you know, it was uh, it kind of just took off. Like yeah. Then the, then the Olympics came around in 2010, or it was a sport that was locked in. You know, end of 08 and 09, I was like, I'm not really interested in going back. This X Games fun, and fist is not really, you know, this course is not that great. And then that's what I've heard. Yeah, I heard the X Games courses are way better than. What yeah, done. they're just a, a lot more terrain, bigger jumps, and yeah. a lot more distance, and and the fist courses just had turn, 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 turn. Like you, if you don't get a good start, you're kind of stuck. Yeah. Or you, or you take really aggressive, like um, you know, just uh, like elbowing really people. Bruise, yeah. And just dive into stuff, and that's where I was having a problem. But then, um, in 2010, leading or in that uh, season. I was like, okay, I'm committed to it. I'm going to go for it. And the U.S. ski team back then actually supported us, which is awesome. And yeah. Casey Puckett and, and myself and John Teller. And, and there's only two spots, and Casey and I got them. Johnny was was like running our tails. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, Casey messed his shoulder up, and I dislocated my hip at X Games right before the Olympics. And Ooh, that's that was rough. a tough one. I still went yeah. back and I competed, but it was not where, you know. Not at 100%. Really not yeah. Ready. Yeah, so it sounds like it was actually uh, not too hard for you to jump in there uh, and be fast, but you also were one of the best downhillers in the world at that point, so I'm sure those skills helped you. I think they did, you know, and um, it was just, you know, there's a lot to ski cross, so it's not just skiing the course, you got three of the guys, or X Games, you have five of the guys you're up mm-hmm. against, and 
always trying to study, you know, who's fast in the turn, who's good at the start, who's good in the air, and oh. where can I draft? If I was behind this guy, what do I what do I do if I'm behind? And you come up with okay, the best fastest line you could take if you get the whole shot, and then you come up with a plan B, plan C, then you kind of yeah, depending on who's you. around you. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was pretty. It was I had a blast doing it, and I mean I retired from the sport wanting to be at the top of my game and healthy and in Alpine did that I had three downhill wins I was I won Beaver Creek Bormio and Vangen in a third in kits in and one year to, yeah I had yeah. to this is my last year and I called it out at press conference at Beaver Creek I was like I'm done this is my last season but he's like how can you say that now no mm. one retires before the season starts I'm like well <laughs> that's what I'm huh. doing what, how does it and, feel uh, to like to have it already decided going into the season well it made me really buckle down and, and just know hey this is my last time here yeah no regrets I better make the most of it and i really kind of like worked hard to try and be as prepared as i could and, and um and be ready for every race and and you know i had a really horrible race in lake louise and i came back around and won beaver creek and then valgardana was a tough one i was fast i think i was like second last train run and then we had weather, so they moved the start down to Super G. We went around the camels. Oh, it was man. just a full tuck fest. And, and that, that was like, okay. I, you know, I was like, this is kind of reason why I'm going to walk away because you put so much effort into it. I really wanted to like get on there because that, that's such a fun track. Yeah. A lot of love terrain. I think um, a teammate of mine, Alias Lewis, like, he was in Park City, but um, he was in the World Cup, and he, he's like, you know what? I just count how many times we're off the ground, like 26 times. Yeah, you know, start to finish in Delgardena, and we went back and watched. Like, yeah, man, that's insane. 26. Like, so, um, but that was kind of hard one to swallow, and and um, and then just kind of, you know, I was doing GS and Super G as well, and, and went to yeah, went to uh, Alta Badia, and was like fifth, and. Pretty good. Yeah, I was interested in that. Most people transition to speed and and stop doing GS, but you kind of came into your own in GS by the end. Yeah, I mean that's kind of GS and Super G my strongest events early on, and I wasn't like let by the like allowed by the team, my head coach to to race downhill. It was uh, there's a few downhills that let me train Uh because we had Super G on Sunday. It was a Saturday downhill Super G on Sunday, so. A lot of Super G guys would like run to training runs, and then have Saturday off, and then and race um, Super Gs. You had a little kind of like feel for the snow, but in '99, yeah. I was seventh in the Olympics in Super G and and um, skiing on Rosignol, and, and I had oh yeah U.S. Nationals in Park City, and then there was like a you know like contracts up, and like I sat down with our race director, and he's like, "What do you you know look What are you looking at for the rest of your career?" And, and um, or the near future, and what do you want to do? And I was like, yeah, I mean, obviously GS Super G continue that, but uh-huh. I want to race, start racing downhill. Nice. Make a push and race every downhill race. And he just shook his head. He's like, you have no chance in downhill. Don't waste <laughs> your time. Wow. And I was like, really? Like, well, I think I could do pretty well if you know, if you get some more experience. And he's like, nah. Like, just I'm like, man, why would I want to be with a brand that's not support what I want to do, my dreams? And mm-hmm. he doesn't believe in me. And um. I ended up like going to Switzerland, testing in Vezinov for a couple of days, and then went to Mammoth. I was like, "Hey, I'm bringing an Atomic. They're the, the 
the hot brand right now, and um, I'm gonna make my decision on Mammoth. And I was, I did three turns on these Super D skis, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is it. Nice. But I still did like four full days of testing and mm-hmm. try to be unbiased and legit. And and um, like I gotta go, I gotta switch over. And then that next year, I won my first two World Cup races in their downhills. So <laughs> it's like, wow, that was a pretty good move, you know, for my yeah. career. And, and um, I mean, right now, Rosie, man, they produce some awesome. Skis. Yeah, Rosie's crushing it right now. But more, more in yeah. tech than anything else. Well, I mean, look at Dressen. I mean, he's yeah, just hammering and speed, and yeah, it's it's working for him. I mm. mean, they're they look really good those skis, and obviously tech, like you said. Yeah. And um, but yeah, how about Kilday from Head? Struggling a couple of years and goes right back to Atomic and bam. Yeah, he went because he started off in Atomic. And he looked awesome, and then the, he didn't. He didn't really work with the head, which is funny because it seems like Head's been making a good speed ski for a while now. I know it's just, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, he had, I mean, he had Jansrud and Stendhal, like, yeah. you know, to work with those guys, and it was just like a dream. Yeah, but I think yeah, he just has a right he has a different uh, style than those guys. Like those guys are like a little more two footed, like gliding, and and he's just like the hammer hammering the outside ski big angles. Yeah, I mean, Hersher style, you know, yeah. in speed. Yeah, it's, and, it's um, insane. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Just like today, like, wow, I mean, he's going to wrap it up. He's going to be overall yeah. champ. And, and uh, Thomas got, you know, another one just right behind Hersher's, like, run of eight, you know, whatever, overall World Cup titles. And that's huge. I mean, I was, uh, I got a call from Travis Ganong, um, and I'll, Late summer, midsummer. Uh-huh. And he's just like, man, I just got burglar just pulled from me. I'm like, what? Thomas Burglar, it was a ski tech for the last couple of years, and he was with Everhard or Herman Meyer, Everhard than me, and oh. did such great things, you know, like. And he was me, like, he was amazing. with with you and then Travis. Uh he went with uh, after me. It was Max Rott. Uh huh. And then um, when Max switched to Fisher, then he went with Travis. And um, actually, I think he was even with like Travis before Max Rods, but Kilby's like, if I switch to Atomic, I'm taking Thomas Burglar. And oh, you know, so that was the did. that was the catch yeah. there, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you know. Um, so he must. And, so he's must be the guy. He must. He he, he must he, be he's awesome. Amazing. Yeah. yeah he, he's my GS scheme turned around because of Tom. Really. He, he pulled out. He's like, you've been skiing on this model GS scheme. I'm like, yeah. He's like, what about the 1050? I'm like. I don't know what I got, and I got on that Jimmy, and it was like, bam, like my GS like changed, and that's that season I was top seven. That's you know sweet I mean? how that happens. Yes. Wow. So, so just, and he just looking at me like he's like, this is your style, like this is the ski you should be on, and we got the skis. I'm like, wow, this does feel good. Yeah. Um, well, we gotta wrap this up soon, but I wanted to um, ask you, just like what's what's a story you have from the world cup either either skiing or partying or anything that is just a a good a good story that you'd like to tell hmm. um like i'm sure you've had some nights in the londoner but maybe those aren't yeah, stories for I the mean, podcast I mean, yeah there's one like uh i mean so back in the day like i, I was i like to take my time on the hill and just Everybody go down for inspection, and then Herman Meyer was the same way. He'd uh-huh. like hang way back. And also had a, like a 
superstition about him being the last one across the finish line. You know, uh-huh. um, he needed to be the last guy. Like it would come down to like thirty seconds. You know, and they're like watching, watching him, and he'd come across the line just right at the end. And, <laughs> and so we were um, in at Kitsville, and this is after I was um, on the podium with him. Mm-hmm. In, oh, like what? Uh, Two thousand one. I got third. He won. And the next year, I'm down below Massafale and just close my eyes, kind of go into the first two turns off the jump, and I just get wasted by this big like, spray of snow. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? Like, I look at him, like, thanks, Herman. You know, what was that all about? And he's like, ah, didn't see you. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I just thinking bullshit, you know? Yeah. And um, and so we're going to the next section. Jono was on the next uh, the carousel turn, the style hung, and, and I'm like, hang it, like going through everything on a plan, and then just hanging out. He's like, go, man, get going. I'm like, yeah, I'm just waiting for Herman to get a little further ahead of me. He's like, why? What's your, what's your concern is about him? Like, I'm gonna give a little payback. And I just, you see what he did to me? He's like, no, like you know, you sprayed me. And sprayed you. You know, so I'm gonna give it back to him. And and I waited till he got on the road a little ways below Stylehung and stopped. And I just kind of ripped the turn Stylehung and came straight in, just threw him sideways, pasted him. <laughs> and it was just like he looked at me like all pissed off, hands up, you know, block, you know. Yeah. And I'm like payback. Yeah. Good day today, you know, and it was just there's there's some guys like he was a guy that really tried to be like the. Uh, was he confrontational? Like that? Yeah, a little yeah. bit, but he always tried to have the upper hand and, and mentally kind of like get in your head. Yeah. And like you know that kind of stuff to me, I loved it. I just you know if you're gonna start it, I'm gonna push back too, and it's gonna fire me up more. Yeah. And um. I like that. And that kind of thing, you know, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my best races where I was fully focused on what I had to do, and I think it's like just don't let anybody intimidate you. If somebody somebody comes up and tries to push you around, just push back. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because he was—I mean, he was a big dude, and he was always like frothing at the mouth at the start. Was he? So he was always that intense, like not on the not in the start gate. Yeah, yeah, he was really intense and. Um, you know, it was, it was a little disrespectful too. Like he was the one guy I really didn't like get along with. Cause I mean, no. I'd always like, Hey, if I get beat, I get my best shot today. Like shaking somebody's hand, looking at me, eye, like nice work. Yeah. It was awesome race today. And I give that to him. I mean, he won a lot. Yeah. And if he, he did. got beat, he was like, he was like just more probably just for like the public, you know, view, put his hand out and shake my hand, but he'd look away. Yeah. You know, and I'd be like, God, what a just, I mean, just, so, just no respect right there. And, huh. and um, you know, it's, that was kind of a, like, he didn't say my name for the first five years. Wow. And, and uh, you were beating you know, him. Just, I mean, you beat him a few times. Well, until I started kind of competing with him, he's like, oh, Darren, now, nice race. Yeah. And, uh, but it was just funny, you know, it's just, he got me with that spray. I'm like, all right, John, I'm just hanging out here waiting for Herman. He's getting it back. You got the Hermanator back. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Sweet. But, uh, you know, we just, I mean, it was, there was a, some fun rivals, you know, and it was just. That's cool, though. And, yeah. um, you know, it's just, it come, but it comes down to just you on the hill as a ski racer. And yeah. You have no control about anybody else, so just go out there and try and, you know, put your best ski in. I'm sure that's what you felt, you know, and yeah. like Placid and when yeah. Super G nor I am and that's just the start, man. You got a lot of years ahead of you and keep it rolling and stick to your stick to what you believe in and 
and soak up a lot of stuff. Like I like being around a lot of different coaches and getting opinions and, mm -hmm. and um, you know, you just kind of make, make your own plan from a lot of different like resources and all that stuff helps, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. And um, yeah, keep it rolling. Go crush, crush it in the Rams. Have some fun up there. I will. Thanks, Darren. You got it. Take care. See ya. I absolutely love that story about Herman Meyer, and I'm glad it's been recorded because it's a classic. Um, and, I, and I had ran out of time, but I wanted to let Darren talk about what he's up to these days. Um, but if you just give him a follow on Instagram or Facebook, you'll see he's a busy man, and uh, he doesn't stop shredding. Now, we'll get to the mail at the end of the show, which is coming up anyway, but I want to address a DM I got from Matis Stoke. I don't think I said that right, <laughs> but we're still working on pronunciations. He said, what is your best advice after a lot of DNFs in races? And Darren's advice or what he said about the day he had his breakout result when he was young on the World Cup, he just had fun. He just skied for the joy of like generating speed down the mountain. And when I was in, I mean, I spent all January forgetting how to ski and, and DNFing every race. And the thing that changed it for me was just same thing, having fun, skiing for the love of the sport, for the love of going fast down a mountain. So hopefully, hopefully that helps. I know everyone knows that DNF streaks are never, never fun. Now we do have a mail reading to get to a lot of good stuff in there. And helmet is going to call us from Austria. But before that, I want to mention our sponsor of the show, the World Pro Ski Tour. And if you've listened to the first two episodes, if you know about it, it's like drag racing on skis. It's parallel slalom at its finest, a nationwide tour of events in elimination format like March Madness. RIP March Madness, though. Now, March 14th and 15th, I don't know about the rest of the season, but I can tell you this. This weekend, it's going down. Eastern Pro Championships at Waterville Valley in New Hampshire you can go watch in person, but you can also watch on Facebook Live and WorldProSkiTour.com. And then the round of 32 through the finals, all the exciting stuff, happens on FlowLive.tv. That's F-L-O-Live.tv. CBS Sports Network also broadcasts highlights one week after the show or after the race. There's also a documentary series called Life in Between Gates on Outside TV and more. All your information, though, can be found on WorldProSkiTour.com. This may be the future of ski racing. Who knows? Check it out. Anyway, wait, I forgot. One more ad. It's for myself. Um, I'm plugging myself because I need to spread the word about this show. Our numbers are 500% up from last month, but it's not enough. we got to keep going. I have a lot of big goals. I, I want this podcast to be educational for people. I want people to learn things. I want them to get more excited about ski racing. I want ski racing to be bigger. I want people to take themselves less seriously about ski racing. So I got, a, I got a lot of goals. But what you can do is simply tell people. Word of mouth travels best. Tell people about the podcast. It's a good thing to do while you're staying home, safe, and healthy. Download. Click the download button. Click the subscribe button. Go to another platform to get podcasts and click the subscribe button and download button there play a game see how many places you can find this podcast and see how many times you can click the download and subscribe buttons 
have some fun with it. So now we move over to Helmut, who is in Austria, actually. He's not in the studio anymore. He's staying safe at home in Austria. So let's give him a call. Hello, Jimmy. Hey, Helmut. Thanks for taking my call. I'm not going to talk for long, but I just wanted to know uh, if you had a, a ski tip for us this week. Well, Jimmy, I tell the people listening, just enjoy yourself. This is a very, very underrated f- focus in skiing. We Austrians are careful not to have too much fun. But fun is very, very important, especially now as we near the end of the season. Yes, very much. Well, I appreciate that. Helmut, thanks for taking my call, and stay healthy out there. Thanks you for having me, Jimmy. Stay healthy. Now for our meteorologist and the outlook on this week's weather. Edward, take it away. From the Fairbanks Museum at St. Johnsbury, this is your Eye on the Sky forecast. In the Western Mountains, expect moisture on this Friday but relatively clear through the rest of the week with the sun poking out, mild temperatures, and freezing during the night. In the eastern mountains, again, some moisture this Friday, but the rest of the week relatively clear with a chance of snow on Tuesday. I'm meteorologist Edward Hale with an eye on the sky. Now for the mail reading, which is exciting. We're getting a bigger base. More people are reaching out to me which I love. I got a note about pronunciations, about how I'm doing some right and some wrong. So I'll get an expert on the phone next episode. We'll go through all the World Cup names, make sure we're doing them right. Um, I got a note, more female guests, please. And amen to that. I'm working on getting it to 50-50 right now, but it's a work in progress, so bear with me on that. Sean Sullivan sent me a message. Sending his regards to the podcast and thanking me for appealing to a younger audience as well. And I'm, I hope I'm, a, I'm appealing to a younger audience and I think they could learn something or at least be entertained or have something to do while they're tuning. Uh, Barton Rockwall. Hope I said that right. Pronunciations kill me, man. Sent me an email. Uh, it was two lines. Like the show, period. Louder, please. Um, Barton, I gave my sound team a talking to, I know that last episode was subpar and I hope this one was better. Um, Eddie Motzen sent me a message, said it is a great way to pass the time while driving to ski races. There you go. While you're tuning, while you're driving to ski races. And Eddie also suggests a lot of subjects to look into, including, uh, junior racing, um, and the college transition, um, what the deal is with fluoro waxes, um, chasing points as a younger fist kid or USSA kid and masters racing. And I think that they're all awesome ideas. So I've decided that I think my investigative reporting will start very soon as the season wraps up. And we have less World Cup to talk about and more of these issues to get to. Well, that's the show. Stay safe out there. Stay healthy. Remember, Humor is good for your immune system. Skiing is good for your immune system. And listening to this podcast is a perfectly safe thing to do. I've already got a lot in store for you next week, so tune in then. But until then, 
I'm Jimmy Krupka. This is Ski Racing This Week, Ski Racing Media's official podcast. See you later.